0: Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Check podcast. A little bit of housekeeping before we kick off. I know people get tired of me asking, but I have to. The Check has no ads, we have no sponsors, and we want to keep going, particularly in 2024, which is going to be the year of elections. We want to cover what's happening domestically, what's happening in the European Parliament, and indeed, elections across the globe. And the only way we can do that is if some of you, some of the thousands are listening, we need a handful of you to chip in and pay it forward to keep the podcast free for everyone. It is not a one-way street. You get a ton of extras, including access to our entire back catalogue of over 1,500 podcasts now in one consolidated feed, and they're entirely plea-free. So you don't have to listen to me beg, but beg I must, and beg I will continue to do until we try and make this little independent media platform that we have somewhat, somewhat viable. It is a struggle i won't lie we are we are finding it very difficult and i understand people are finding it very difficult out there the cost of living crisis has not gone away for most of the population and i and i get it but if you are in a fortunate of position or you'd go without a cup of coffee once a month just to keep us going then throw us the price of that cup of coffee it's patreon.com forward slash tortoise the link is at the top of the podcast you're about to listen to now Thanks for all the feedback, people who listen, who share, who like, who tell people where to find us, throwing a recommendation on the old WhatsApp. It's all brilliant, but we really need some of you to come on board. So while you're listening to the pod, click the link and give us the 90 seconds it'll take you to help keep these mics on and the show on the road. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves, and folks, we've been covering a lot of events in uh, Gaza. We've been covering events in the, this year of elections as we go into it, and we've kept continued to keep an eye on things domestically. But if you were with us for the last few months, you'll have heard conversations we had with some of the wonderful parents uh, who are seeking the reform of the CAM system, the Child Adolescent Mental Health Services, and and the problems that they've been having, experiencing, trying to just get access to the two two cams. Never mind actually, you know, reforming the, the, the services themselves, just simply to get access. And every now and then, Martin, you know this, unfortunately, in Ireland, we have to um we have to come out and tell personal stories in order to just get something done. Is right?
1: Anything- that is the truth. And when we spoke, the last time we spoke about Cams, we had a group of, of fabulous women with us. And they told us their personal stories. And I was very shook up by their stories, Tony. I talked about it for a very long time afterwards that what these parents are going through and the state has just abandoned them. It's just awful. It really is awful.
0: And I will say, uh, Martin, literally, if you ever see, if it was just, just after Christmas, kids watch the Grinch and the Grinch's tiny little heart that beats once at the end. That's Martin's tiny little heart. And yet, yes. He's, <laughs> and yes, <laughs> no, no, uh,
1: you know, the very basic that any state can do is take care of the children, Tony.
0: Yeah, and that is actually one of the things that we proudly proclaim from our own uh, our own proclamation and, and how we're supposed to uh, cherish all of the children of the of, of the country equally. But nonetheless, um, we were struck earlier on uh, this week by a simple. Tweet from uh, our guest today, uh, and I'm going to say concerned parent, Andy McNulty, because the, the opening three, three words were Ireland is broken. Now, I'm going to read a little bit from one of what he said. As a father of a child with additional needs, I can truly verify this country and health education system is broken. It's impossible to get anything done. I realize, I realize that there's many way worse off than, uh, than than me, and I appreciate acknowledge that, but the lack of accountability for any past or present ministers responsible for these areas are a smack in the face to any parent looking to get access to services. Now, Andy, I, there's, a, there's a lot more there, um, and you, you you what you finish by saying, you understand that it's not the school's fault, but you're fed up, and you, it's no wonder that people are angry in this country. And I think that little part at the end, it's that kind of moment where there's two things you've done there for me. You've told the frustration that you're feeling. You've, you've told how you share that frustration. But it's ultimately for your daughter's benefit that you're seeking what should just be available in a country that tells everybody we're the wealthiest uh, place in the EU now, you know. So can you give us a little bit of background to how you didn't just write Ireland is broken. You didn't arrive on that just that night. This has been something's built up to this.
2: Yeah, thanks, Tony Martin. Um, I, to be honest with you guys, um, I'm, I'm a fairly relaxed, easygoing person. Um, it's my wife that does the majority of the, of the stuff at home, the admin, the chasing up and getting the, the care and the facilities that, that, that our kids need. And, um, I'm lucky in that regard, she does an awful lot of work, uh, behind the scenes to, to get the kids, everything that they need to do. Um, this week we received a, a, an email from a school. Um, and again, just to reiterate, it's, it's not the school's fault, um, that they're in this position. There's just a lack of, um, numbers and places for kids that, that need these places, um, and we were just informed that basically, um, they've acknowledged our, our, um, our application and, that due to the numbers, basically we're going into a lottery, um, and we were both flabbergasted really to be honest with you um i wasn't actually aware of of this process to be to be bluntly honest with you um and that's why maybe part of the 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 tweet was a surprise from my my own um you know experience that i wasn't aware of it to be fair um and you know what what really kind of got to me if i'm being honest with you was i just my wife, as I said, she she does a lot of the admin. She does a lot of the contacting, the services, and and the skills and and filling out forms, and and whatnot. But it was when she contacted me on the back of this email, and she was very disheartened. She was downbeat. She was um she was almost resigned to the fact that this is our life now. And um you know that's what really struck me, to be honest, which is she's a really really strong. Um, kind-hearted woman. Um, the main reason I married her, to be to be bluntly honest, uh, I would be lost without her. But when when I see a reaction of a woman like that, for uh, regarding her own kids, is something that's really really concerning for me. Um, and we are we are certainly not alone in that.
1: Andy, tell me a bit more about this lottery. Does this lottery only apply to children with special needs, or is it does it apply to all children?
2: I believe I believe it's um for the special services specifically at this moment in time. I I, I can't comment on sort of the mainstream um kids been applying for, for positions. I'm not too sure if that's done on a sort of first come first service or um a lottery basis, but effectively this, this particular school I think this one in question only has two places. Um we don't know how many have applied. We don't know how many are in this lottery. So it could be four, it could be 40, it could be 400. I have absolutely no idea. Um, and that's sort of a part of the problem as well Is you're, you're really, you're really looking to win a lottery. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I responded to one of the followers that commented, um, that were also, um, unsure of the process or were unaware of the process previously Uh, they were shocked and you know I do the lotto I do the national lottery twice a week on a Saturday and a Wednesday and all of a sudden I'm now hoping to win a different type of lotto rather than the millions that are up for grabs through the national lottery and I think that's probably just a really sad poor reflection on the state on the system on Ireland as a whole, if I'm being honest, um, you know, I, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's just very, very disappointing as a as a proud Irish person, to be honest with you, I've just been falling out of love with the country, with things that have been happening over the last um, number of years and, and months and, and decades, to be honest. You know, it's just been uh, coming harder and harder to really it, continue it is, with the positivity of it.
1: And when you think this is, you know, you have a right in law to have your child educated, and you have a right, a constitutional right to have your child educated, whereas in your case now, it's simply down to lottery, and it's lottery. And we see that the government pays an awful lot of lip service to children in need and children with, with, with difficulties. But when it comes to delivering, and we've seen this over and over again, they simply don't deliver. A lot of words, no action, um, and we've seen. Is it Anne, um the TD Tony uh, um, Fall TD who was seen lately that that everything she was told about service for children with disabilities was a complete and Anne rabbit. And Anne rabbit, Anne rabbit. Who who, who is, you know
0: yeah. we'd have all you know we all have varying degrees of how effective a minister is, but but for for a minister to come out and say. That even the information she's been given from the departments themselves, in terms of the things that the services that were being provided, was wrong. That's a staggering thing, and I think it. They're lucky it came that was said over the Christmas because it didn't really get the traction that it needed. Um, sorry, Andy, go ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, that, that's that's it. It's it's like I suppose from from my to give you an idea. I suppose that from from our journey, if you if you want to call it, is we we. We had an idea um, fairly early on, nine to twelve months, give or take, um, and we started the process. Then um, we were just met with a brick wall, um, waiting lists after waiting lists, letters after letters, delays after delays. So we we had to we basically had to go the private route, um, and even even at that, it was still a fairly lengthy process. I I might add, um, and and an expensive process also um and eventually we got the diagnosis we thought that would be the solution we thought we'd start to see progress um once we we were told basically without a diagnosis nothing will happen okay um when once we got the diagnosis we realized that just a little bit more than nothing still happens you know um the waiting lists are just as as long um, the delays are just as long the 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 walls that you're met with with lack of communication lack of information are are just as bad and when you get the diagnosis you are forced down the private route and there's no two ways about that um you are you are forced down that private route you know um and again this isn't a slight on any of the services any of the people that work in these services they're just grossly understaffed under underappreciated probably underpaid in many ways as well um and it's just it's just a broken system end of story there's no two ways but, but Andy, about see, it. see
0: the way your your kind of your instinct is to not say that you know that it's not um this is not a criticism but it has to be a criticism at some point where we're at a level yeah, sure. where we can't have this continually whereby you're told you're forced down the private route, as you said. So, so you had to avail of, and this we hear this time and time again, where people say we were privileged enough to be able to have the money to 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 do this, and we went that route, and all that seemed to do was open up a list of services that you should be getting, yeah. and 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 it's like you know you now have a suite of options that you can't really access, but there is a suite of options here. Is that your experience as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, that that's it. Yeah. Um that's it in a nutshell, really, to be honest with you, Tony. That that is as as best a summary as we can give. Um, you know, you 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 just assume being a father, being a parent that you know, oh yeah, look listen, there's gonna be access to schools. We will you won't have to worry about it. you know, all of a sudden then when you're thrown into parenthood, they're like now I know the the process has slightly changed in terms of it, um, the, the the application process for schools and and things like that. But all of a sudden you're you're thrown into a world where you can't find a crash, or if you do find a crash, so that your your wife can go back to work, you're paying an exorbitant amount of money to pay for your child to to be in creche for 40, 45 hours a week. Um, all services that, you know, you, you really probably don't think about before becoming a parent, if I'm being honest. Then when your child gets older, there's school, there's everything like this that that all of a sudden you're saying you have to jump through hoops. You have to jump through hoops of fire to get your child to go to school. And you're just saying this isn't right. This just isn't right. It's it No matter how you look at it, whatever spin somebody wants to put on it. If you, if there's no space for kids to go to school, then what chance have we got? You know, yeah, that's- And, it's,
1: and it, regardless of whether it's education, whether it's housing, whether it's health care, the ethos is the same within the civil service. It is don't build it and they won't come. And that is what they do. It is, and it's even, even simple things. Don't put bins on the street and people won't put rubbish in them. And this is the ethos behind the civil service. It's an awful, awful ethos. It is an ethos built up of a country where we've just been used to people emigrating.
0: If you have a problem, well, but Martin, get out of the but country, Martin, go it's, elsewhere. It's actually, you're saying the civil service, it's the shrinking of the public sphere. When we were kids yeah. we the bins were collected, you know, by the bin men from the from the county council. We had all the you know, they they've shrunk the public sphere and the, and when you shrink that you, you increase the private market. And I think Andy just you know, that frustration is coming, is very clear that this is where, where, you know, you think you're doing your best, you're 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 working, you're paying your you're paying your way, and this is a social contract and your 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 daughter has needs and the state is not is not is not supporting them. Can I ask if you don't mind me asking on a personal level is this is this you know this must be a source of, of stress for you and your wife pers- uh, on on and and a constant thing that that's always there. How are you finding
2: that? Absolutely and and look Tony I, I I'm not embarrassed to say it's been tough. Um you know we've we've had days where you know we haven't spoken to each other. Um you know I'll be on the couch or you know and I'll stay up late just deliberately to avoid conflict or I've know the wife has had a bad day um you know either you know Emma has had a bad evening um after crèche or you know we we you have bad days Tony um the kids obviously are priority and you know you do your utmost to try and be strong but when they go to bed, then you've got a couple of hours to sit on that yourself. And it can be tough. You know, we, we have tough conversations. Um, you know, you have, you have arguments, you, you probably find yourself fighting over stuff that you would never normally fight over. Um, and it becomes a stress in the relationship. And, and that's why I added in the the thing about, um, the, the stat now, again, Disclaimer, slight disclaimer. I, I've read quite a lot of articles on them, and the, the, the stats seem to vary on on um, on the percentage of of marriages and divorces that have come as a result of ch- children with additional needs. Um, but but rather, regardless of that, still is a reality. You know, regardless of the actual figure, it is a still a reality, and I I don't think there's enough focus on that either. Um. On, on the parents themselves, they're just, they're told, yeah, your child can't receive this service or, you know, but what they tend to do is they they tend to hide behind, oh, well, we're giving you an allowance or we're giving you a, you know, we're helping you out here financially. Yeah, you are. And, and that that is in many cases appreciated, but it, it's not all about money either. You know, it's, it's about... The stress that my wife has been in now like she's already like she she has to think 12 to 18 months in advance now with everything she does so you can't even enjoy the moment you can't enjoy the now you can't say oh brilliant emma has been accepted into an asd unit class in in our local constituency brilliant Now's the time to celebrate and and celebrate her development but she's she can't because she's thinking, okay, well that's only twelve months I have her there for. What's gonna happen after that? And at this moment in time we have no alternative. So in in whenever finish, school skill finishes up in the summer, we we literally have no plan for for our child right now. And so, that's where
1: I was gonna I was gonna ask you, Andy, are you stuck in this spot? Are, you know, what kind of options are there available to move forward? Are you simply prisoners of fate at this stage?
2: Yeah, effectively, Martin. Yeah, um, I, I've been informed, um, and again, I believe because of the way the system is set up, we won't be left without. Um, is what we're being told. So when the the D day comes and we still don't have a place, it'll be we'll find you somewhere, okay? Because they legally have to do that, right? But but that can be in a different parish. It could be in a different like you you will have to arrange then further transport you'll have to arrange a commuter bus a, a school bus whatever it may be at an extra cost to the state at an extra cost to the taxpayer it's just a never-ending cycle because they wait till the day, till the last day and then they go oh here's a child i need to we need to now place her somewhere um Instead of it being in our local constituency or in our local area where there's probably half a dozen schools which we could upgrade and make it uh, purpose built for them, um, no, I'll send them to... Halfway across the country, halfway across the town or wherever it may be, into a different region where my daughter's place is taken up somebody's from Sandyford's or Terranure's or wherever, you know, wherever that other place no, may be. There's, there's no another forward, local no trail. forward
0: planning, no joint up thinking, no, um, you know, But I, 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 we see it. I, you know, th- this reminds me terribly of so many people who I've spoken to who knew they were in insecure um housing arrangements and they were they were on there and they they were told by the, the say the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive don't you, you can't come to Park Gate Street until you're actually homeless then we'll do something you know so yeah. so wait until you have to put your kids through the trauma of losing of losing their homes and you've you've literally got the bags on the side of uh on the side of the buggy and then we will actually do something you know then we'll look at something and again you know it would it would it would it would beggars belief that it's 2024 now and this is the situation whereby we have this can can I ask a very um uh, your you said your daughter um has additional needs in terms of her own um development has it do you do you feel and this is maybe it's a cruel question to ask but I I, th- I feel like I have to anyway do you feel like her opportunities are are been more limited by the lack of resources now that she's missing out.
2: I have no doubt in that, Tony. I have absolutely no doubt, and I I will fight that all day long. Um, she, I can give you an ex an example of. She has been very late to getting the the facilities fa- facilities and services that she needs. Um, as a result, um, one of the situations is basically. Her, to- her toilet training situation, okay? So in our current ASD unit, there's a there's an after-school facility 100 meters away, okay? They cannot take her for after-school because of her toilet training needs, because of the facilities on site, okay? So the lack of facilities on site. She n- now basically needs to be transported for another... 20, 30 minutes after after her school time, in a um transport bus provided by the state. To be fair, um, to a crash which we are paying privately, um, make that make sense to me, Tony? You know, there is a there is a facility, an after school facility, a hundred meters away from a school, that doesn't have the facilities to deal with a a toilet training child, um. Small things like that, Tony. It might seem small. No, it's not. It's not. That's, that's, it, that's, it,
0: that's, I mean, that, as a parent, and we're all parents on this, on this, um, on this podcast right now, um, I'm already, <laughs> my, my blood's boiling, the, you know, on, on your behalf, like, you know?
2: Yeah. And it, it just, it, it, just every, every barrier, every fence we seem to, to run into, um, they don't make logical sense when you sit down as a parent and you say, listen, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that, you know, I'm probably looking at it at, at a too simplistic view, possibly sometimes. And I, I appreciate that I, I probably am wearing rose-tinted glasses sometimes, but at the same time, to me, building a purpose, well, when I say purpose-built facility, it's not purpose-built because it, it doesn't have the correct facilities, but there, there was obviously a conscious decision to put that facility close to the school for after-school services how can they not facilitate children that of of all sorts all 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 kids there it just does not make sense when they were building that they surely at some point they say okay what do we need to build this for we need to build this for all kids of all ages of all sorts of all everything so that we're not excluding we're not discriminating I just just never makes sense. Any hurdle we ever meet, it just never makes sense to me.
1: And again, I, I'm sort of struck. We go back to the CAMS women, and I can see Andy when we were talking to the CAMS women, their level of frustration and anger yeah. at how utterly disjointed, utterly unworkable the system is was palpable. But you haven't reached their point of cynicism. They had no problem calling out everybody involved. Those working in it, those involved
0: was in it, Martin, the the cruelest thing was one person sent a child who had really decided that they didn't want to be alive anymore. Is the most diplomatic way I can yeah. put it. And they said, "Take take the child home and make sure the knives are are out of reach." Was basically the the message from one of the. I mean, Andy, the
1: the lack of services, the lack of you're expecting joint up thinking. It simply does not exist. It it's not there. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's down to 30, 40 years of absolutely abysmal governance. I mean, we really should have a cradle to grave plan for every child in this country with special needs. And- because we know at the other end of the scale elderly parents who are left wondering about what's going to happen to their child when they're gone. And that's the other end of the scale. Now, but, but in a, a country 100 years old, we should know what's happening.
0: But Martin, can I make one point and i put it to you, Andy. It's something that you've kind of stressed, whether you know it or not, is that you keep saying, you know, paid for by the state. It would be much more economical and makes more more sense from the taxpayer's point of view that if we had um, made that place hundred meters away from where your daughter moves, to have the facility to do it rather than to uh, to now pay for additional, um, uh, you know, travel services all, every day.
2: Tony, I, I attended a a workshop, um, an autism awareness workshop, um, a couple of months ago in the um, in the Dublin six area. Okay, and the the stuff they do in in that area is is absolutely phenomenal. Um, And I commend them for their their bravery and their just downright resilience in in getting stuff done for their their children in the area. The figures for that area alone for transport, transporting kids out of that area to other services in other areas is eye-watering. It is eye-watering for that area, that postcode alone. Now, a few times that boy, God knows how many different areas in, in not just in Dublin, not in Leinster, in, in Ireland. I'd say the travel costs alone and just shuttling kids from one area to another area is, is absolutely phenomenal. You know, and it's, it's really, really disappointing uh, to see these figures because you say you look at that one figure alone for one month, you would say that would fix one building in that local area for my child to be able to do x y and z and that's where the, from a from a parent's point of view it's very very frustrating very frustrating you see one month's expenditure on on basically exporting your kid into a different area to re, to to retain a service somewhere it's, it's just madness it is
0: it's it's, it's that's I, I suppose what I'm trying to really point that is there, there are people who who will they always they always give this ridiculous thing is where you're going to get the money for that Martin remember the old the old phrase yeah and 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 um but we have the money and not only do we have the money it's more economical to invest now to save the money that will will, will improve not just services but will improve outcomes as well um can I can I push you on the the, the the next kind of like you know are you are you 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 said just the fact that you said you attended that workshop, is it more a line of that yourself and your wife now feel like you have to involve yourself in that community for support rather than yeah is that is that yeah is that fair we
2: we we have to reach out to people with the, with experiences that we're going through at the moment because we we just we we were it's fallen on deaf ears by by the so called experts w- within the state um you know, we, we're just not getting it. Um, Or what we're being told is, yeah, don't worry, it'll come, but it may come in 6, 12, 18, 36 months' time. We, we cannot afford to sit around and wait for, for that. Um, we feel every day for our child's development is key. Um, And we want to, to do as much as we possibly can. So we want to be as, as informed as we possibly can. And we need to go to people who have gone and got, gone through these experiences maybe since i sent the tweet um, the response has been incredible Um, i have to say very very humbling very very supportive people have reached out to me both publicly and privately and some some um positive stories some really really negative um and you know it's it it's both heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time because you 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 understand others are going through it, but I had a con oh, excuse me, I had a gentleman contact me um his child is now ten, and he's saying now that he is still going through the problems six, seven, ten years later now to me that I looked at that and I said, "I can't show my wife that <laughs> you know." I cannot show my wife that there could be another six, five, six years of this because I, I don't know what it will do to her in her current state. Um, and <laughs> that, to me, is just heartbreaking. It's just honestly heartbreaking. Rather than me saying, <coughs> excuse me, rather than me saying, look, let's be positive about this. Something will come good. This, How do I turn around to her in her current state and say, will will be okay we or we may not even be okay in 5 years time like it is, that that to me is just absolutely not only disheartening heartbreaking from our personal point of view it is completely wrong it is just completely wrong that this and, and, is
1: happening and right, and right now Andy we know you're you're in this lottery and right now what you'd really love to do is win the lottery but you know that that's going to displace another parent somewhere who is just going to keep continuing with this problem yeah. so right now what would you like to see happen today tomorrow what would you like to see happen
2: um well, look without without being it's a t- it's a tough one martin it's it's a good question it's it's a tough one if i'm if i'm being bluntly honest i just did what's right for for my child um and as selfish as that may seem i just i just need my situation to be resolved i appreciate that there's a million and one other people that are in the same situation and they need services and they need access to to whatever um services they require i I just need somebody to to make this problem solved and I can go back to doing a job, my wife can go back to doing her job. We we know that our child is in the best position, in the best services um that she needs. At this moment in time she is not. I can tell you what the hours outside her ASD class at this moment in time are not the right conditions for her. So of of let's say Eight to nine hours of the day that she's in either crash or school. She's only in school for those hours between, let's say, half nine to half one. Okay, the rest of the hours I have to get to work here for eight o'clock. My wife has to be in work for eight o'clock. We drop her at the crash from half seven. This is just a mainstream, regular crash, private crash. She's dumped in with a with, with um neurotypical kids. It's not the right environment for her. It's already starting her day off with chaos. She has to go then to her ASD class. Her teacher then has the challenge of regulating her, getting her back into the mindset of doing a day of school. Three hours later, she's put back into that environment again. I then collect her a couple of hours later, and the cycle continues. We... Bring her home. She may or may not have a, had a good day, depending on obviously many, many different environmental situations, um, and we could have carnage for the next four hours, twelve hours. There are often days where we collect her from crash five, six o'clock, whatever it may be, and she doesn't get to sleep till three or four o'clock in the morning because of her just brain working overtime. She hasn't had the right time she hasn't had the right services during that day um and she hasn't had the right care to me that is just it's it just really really heartbreaking from from her point of view she is such a such a loving child and such a great character if she's not in the right environment it's it's not right for her you know there's gonna be there could be longer lasting damage as a result. If, if we don't sniff this in the bud now.
1: Andy, thanks for coming on and sharing this with us. It is an absolute disgrace that a government with the coffers so full, billions sitting in the banks, that children can't get places in schools and that you are reduced to a lottery where you are pitted against other parents in the same position for the meagre resources that they're withholding from people. Andy thank you very much
2: for coming on and having this conversation with us. Thanks guys I really appreciate you taking the time out and uh, hopefully look my story can um you know reach out to some others that that if it gives some positivity or some um you know resilience or or help to to somebody else and brilliant but unfortunately at this moment in time you know i know there's many parents going through the same and and probably worse situations so look i just i wish them all the best and Uh, hopefully they can get it sorted andy
0: um you don't need to feel selfish for for wanting the best for your daughter i want to say that to you you've done this and you've spoken out and you've spoken up and you're not just while you're fighting your daughter's corner you're making it easier for other people to fight for, for 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 children overall don't don't lose sight of that that's why we're having these conversations that's why we will continue to talk to the wonderful families who are involved in the looking for a reform of cams that's why we will continue to do these things because it is possible that we can get this right um and I'm really sorry to to you and your wife and your daughter that that you're you're experiencing this but as martin says we have the resources we just need to deploy them more in 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 better ways and we need to make sure we look after people And um, look after yourself and your wife because you're definitely um you're definitely not uh, in in the greatest of form yourself, pal, and I can see that in your face as we're talking here now. So, so mind yourself as well. It's it's important that you do that, um, and and don't feel bad for fighting for your daughter's corner. Don't ever don't apologise for that ever. Listen, folks, we've lots coming your way. I have. An unusual podcast coming your way shortly. We couldn't connect with with uh, with uh, one of our regular guests in Gaza, so we traded voice notes where I'd ask questions and he'd give me an update from on the ground. So speaking of doom and gloom, there's more doom and gloom coming your way uh, later on. Um, we'll we'll continue to keep the things going, but but thanks so much to Andy and um, it's good to get Martin up up out of bed before one p.m. So so you've you've really you've really broken all records here, Andy. You're not even aware of it. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, folks.
2: Take care. Bye bye, guys. Bye bye. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony, speaking to interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber podcast. Subscribe now on page.